Hello, you're listening to the Mental as Anything podcast, and I'm Vanessa Lewis, and with me today is... Abba, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Sharon Chisholm again. Hi, Vanessa. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> Though I must say, um, uh, Frida was probably my favourite. Oh, really? Was she the... The redhead or was she yeah. the blonde one? Yeah, yeah no, I, I like the blonde one. Yeah, no, I was more closer to a redhead <laughs> than a blonde. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about how to help someone. Yes, and how to not help someone. Yes. <laughs> what it, to avoid. What to avoid. Things to say and things not to say. And how to actually offer practical help when someone actually reveals to you that they've got a mental health challenge going on for them. Yeah, and I think I think the first step here is really with that initial conversation. Um, there's there's bound to be a conversation of some kind. Whoever it initiates that conversation, it may be that the person comes to you and says, "Look, I'm really struggling. I'm not managing very well. I feel mm. really down and depressed, and I can't seem to pull myself out of it." Mm. Alternatively, if it's somebody you know really well, and you've noticed that their behaviour is changing over time and they're becoming a lot more withdrawn uh, and and you know absent-minded or forgetful you may go to them and say is everything okay mm. you know I've noticed that you've not been coming out as much or you're not as talkative or you just you know perhaps look really tired mm. um, is everything all right is there anything you want to talk about how can I help um, and then I think really the next step is listening mm. without judgment mm. without thinking about what you want to say next while they're still talking that's such a big art you know I teach oh. that to parents and and many of them just they go what yeah <laughs> and it's really such a big art to be able to do that what I call it is either active listening or yeah. empathetic listening yeah and that is the act of being able to listen to someone's words and really focus and instead of um, wanting that emotion to change or wanting to provide a solution, you just feedback what you're hearing yeah. and their emotions. Oh, absolutely. You can say something as simple as, oh, gosh, you're really having a rough time at the moment. Yeah. You know, it can be as simple as that, but a lot of people immediately switch over to, uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. Platitudes. Yeah. Or... Oh, why don't you just um, go and do some yoga or, you know, come out for a girl's night out. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to think about all the really good things you've got in your life. Mm. Think about your children. Be grateful. Oh, Start a gratitude garden. Yes. You just need to journal more. <laughs> you need to, you know, go out and get some fresh air and, uh, you know, maybe put some makeup on. You know, this person's really good. Why don't you read their blog? Yes. Yes, or you just need to read this book. Yeah, called the happiness. Yes, blah de blah, blah de blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, because yes. you know there's certainly a, a plethora of those books. Yes, on the shelf, and yeah. that's a whole other conversation that that perhaps we can talk about sometime. But um, it's it is really letting the person feel heard. Yes, and understood. And again, it comes back to that connection that we were talking about in our lo- last podcast. We all want to feel connected. We all want to feel heard. And, and understood and validated. Yeah. 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 And it's not your job as the listener 
to fix yes. the person. However yes. much you might want to fix them. You can't. No. And often that need to fix comes from a place of feeling inadequate. Yeah. You know, helpless. Helpless. Afraid, not knowing what to do. So it's a, it takes a bit of challenge and a little bit of um, practice to actually give yourself permission not to fix. Yeah. And just put your agenda aside to clear your mind instead of what we normally sit there and go, right, she's just said this, so I'm going to, my next brilliant response in my mind <laughs> is this, and it's going to change everything. Oh, yeah. No, you need to quieten the mind and actually be with the person in yeah. that moment. And that means to reflect. For me, I know I'm heard when someone says, and f- says back to me what I've essentially said, but in their own words. Yes. And they've nailed it. Yeah. But if they don't nail it, I can still, I know that I'm appreciating that having a go. Yeah. And so I might recorrect that, but it's still having a conversation, which I call psychological airing space. Yeah. Right. Give it some space to get out of your head. Yeah. Which is the best gift you can give someone. And also to think about how they might be feeling and how you would feel if you were in that situation. You know, if if you came to me and said, Sharon, I'm having the shittiest week. Mm. I'm really struggling. I'm feeling tearful. I'm exhausted. I'm not sleeping. I might think, well, okay, how would I feel? Mm. That would feel awful. Mm. Yes. You know, I'm really sorry, Vanessa, that, that... sounds really challenging that sounds really hard and you know you're saying you're tired and you're not sleeping which in itself is a huge problem where you're already feeling down uh, and tearful which of course is another side effect yes so you're thinking okay this person has actually listened to what I've just said and they're not trying to fix me they're not telling me what I should do Mm. they're interested and so you know they might follow on with some questions you know Mm. did this did something happen to make yeah. you feel like yeah. this? Yeah. Has there been a trigger or an event? Has it been building up over a long time? Mm. Mm. Um, and then again, the person feels that you're interested in what they're saying and mm. you're really taking it seriously. Often though, if if that space is provided and is received well, so you've reflected back on what they've just said, mm-hmm. often just by doing that, they open up more about what else is happening in their life to create that. So it might be, you know, I've had a really crap week and haven't slept well and so forth, and you've, you've gone, oh, gee, that's really tough. I know how hard that is. Yeah. And you go, at that point, they go, yeah, such and such, or this is happening, you know, in my life, relationship, work-wise, whatever it is. And so you can then, you know, have a broader understanding. And the more that you reflect back on what you're hearing and what they're experiencing and you're walking with them. Yeah. In that Next moment, to them. Next to them. Yeah. Not getting lost in their emotion, but you're, get, you're understanding what they're feeling. Yeah. Then you can give them more and more capacity to get really brutally honest about what's happening in their life. And for me, I look for it in my mind, it's almost like a, a, a temperature gauge. Yeah. So, you know, up the top, the temperature is hot when it when it's basically someone's upset and frustrated and tired and cranky and anxious and all of that. And the more that I listen to them, I can feel that temperature going down yeah. and down and down. And the lower the temperature is, when you get to that point, it's actually at that point that we can deal with any kind of logic, you can then say, well, what do you need? Yeah. You know, what can I do or what things can you do that that could make things better? Yeah, I think also what is really important and often 
the most difficult thing to do is to allow the silence. Yes. Because we want to fill in that space. We want to fix. The person said something, we may have reflected back. Um, We may have asked a question and we're not then... Giving them the space to think it through. Absolutely. And sometimes, particularly when you're depressed, your thought processes don't work as quickly as they ordinarily would. And so sometimes you might have to think, right, okay, what, what did they say to me? What does that mean? Mm. They just asked me this question. Oh, I don't know. I hadn't It's not really that. helpful I if I start talking over the top Absolutely. and asking more questions. <laughs> Absolutely. So you've got to allow that silence. Mm. And sometimes that silence will enable them to, to think more and to be able to expand on what they've already said. And sometimes they may come back and say, oh, I'm not really sure I understand or mm. I hadn't thought about that. But the, the silences are equally important, important as the reflection and the, and the listening. Yes, as well as those little sounds that we often make. I know I make them because it's out of a yeah, habit now. I do too. You know, so it's those little um, almost encouragements to keep going, keep talking, I'm listening, I'm hearing you. And when they've taken a breath, you can summarise create the space for silence yeah and perhaps at that point they've come back and you're now getting them to think a lot more clearer yeah but it's it's such a fine balance between not enough and too much you know like you were saying about mm -hmm, yep okay I do that as well but if you're saying yep 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 it kind of feels like you're not really listening. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you're just staring at them mm. and not saying anything mm. at all, mm. or even worse, if you're, you know, texting on your phone. Oh gosh. Or, you know, you're looking away, thinking about, you know, what you're doing that night. Those are also not great things. And So there's a fine line between being fully present yeah. with them on their journey and being in a, an almost... Um, I want to say, oh, I don't know, an intrusion yeah. <laughs> into that space. Yeah. Because you're looking at them like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? I'm scared. I, I can't cope with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So being present is, you know, allowing yourself that capacity to say, I don't actually need to fix things here. This is not yeah. my problem, but I've been trusted with the space to help them work it out. Yeah. So all I need to do is encourage them to think outside of their head. Yeah. Because it's in the head that creates the chaos. Yes. So by encouraging them to open up more by listening, we actually help them to get out those jumbled thoughts into some logical framework that they can think through a lot clearer. Yeah, your job isn't to fix. Your job isn't to um, help them find a solution. Mm. In fact, you have no job. Mm. to do other than listening listen yeah yes it's a great tool to have yeah the other practical things you can do are practical things <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know and, and even if it's something as simple as okay have you talked to anyone about this have mm. you been to the doctor mm. well no i haven't yet okay okay do you think that's something that might be a good idea yeah. would you like me to come with you yes Yes. Or do you have someone who can go with you? Yeah. Would you like me to make the appointment? Mm. Because sometimes even picking up the phone is too overwhelming. But And yet at the same time, when someone helps you to think about it, it's such a relief. Yeah. If you do it. 
Yeah, because you don't feel alone anymore. Yes, yes. There's also a real fine line between helping someone and rescuing them. Yeah. All right, so we and need taking to be, over. Yes, be very mindful mm. of that because part of the mental health challenge is this belief that we're helpless and hopeless, yeah. you know, that we can't make those steps. So we need to give them enough space to encourage them to get the right help, to provide practical help, but encourage them to take steps for themselves as yeah. well. Yeah, and, and I think part of the problem is, is that whole stigma and the fact that they're within ourselves when we're suffering, we feel so much shame and embarrassment. And of course, when you can't get off the sofa and your kitchen's a disaster, a sensible thing would be to say, oh, can, can I help? Mm. But you're already telling yourself how rubbish you are. Mm. And so by somebody saying, look, I'll, I'll go do the washing up. Oh my God, I am so crap. Now I've got my friends having yes. to do my work for yes. me. Yes, yes. That's so atrocious. So it's really important that you give the person who's suffering the opportunity to decide what would be yeah. most helpful for them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just sitting next to them and watching a mindless movie and making popcorn, mm. you don't even have to talk. Yeah. It can be just being there. And letting them know that they're not alone and you're not judging them and you're not trying to fix them. Yes. Yes. And connection, you know, it can happen in so many ways. Yeah. I, I grew up in a family that weren't touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, you know, still is a very awkward hugger. <laughs> yeah. You do that kind of shoulder hug where yeah. the bottom half of yeah. you isn't touching. Yeah. 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 In fact, it took me to uh, one of the, you know, weekend workshops that pretty changed a lot of my um, interaction. It took that for for us to teach to learn what a proper hug was, yeah. you know. So the A-frame hug. Yeah. <laughs> and the hug that does the slap on the back. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't like those. That kind of patting. Yeah. You know. No. No, so for me, I do full body hugs, yeah. whether they're man or woman or yeah. child, full body hugs. That means really just holding them. Yeah. And some people need that. Yeah. And love it. Yeah. And particularly when you've, you've already shut yourself off. Yes. And you're isolated. Yeah. And it can be quite confronting for the person who is depressed mm. or anxious. And again, it's, it's that fine line between... Is it okay or isn't it okay? And maybe ask the question, mm. do you need a hug right now? Yeah. Is it okay if I give you a hug right now? Yeah. But if they say yes, please give them a full body hug. Yes. Don't do the A-frame pat. <laughs> that's, that's, not a good, that's not a hug. No. It's, no. it's quite the opposite. It is quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they say no, that's okay too. Yeah. I, I know for me it took a long time before I could actually get comfortable with hugging. I'd have yeah. friends who'd want a hug and I'd be like... This is just not something I'm what used do I to do? doing. I'll do the A-frame pat. That, that kind of feels safe. And I think the other thing with hugging, particularly when you do a proper hug, is that it forces you to come back to your body. Yes. It forces your, your brain to come back to your physical self and often can create uh, the space for that emotion to come. And often you'll get the hug, you'll start crying. Yeah, yeah. And that in itself starts to make you feel better because yes. you're letting some of that yes. out. Yes, so please don't panic if someone cries for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which they're, in many cases they're bound to do. Yes. 
I get quite excited and people cry on me. Oh, yeah. I love it when my clients cry. It's like, yes, <laughs> I've got somewhere. They've let something out. That's yes. fantastic. And it feels great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that makes us slightly scary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with it. we we'll just go with yeah. it. Trust us. <laughs> but we know what we're doing. Yeah. In terms of, you know, in t- if they're not able to take that physical um, hug, it could be as simple as, you know, rub on the arm or yeah. a, it could be a rub on the back yeah. that doesn't evolve into a hug. But just that feeling of yeah. being someone there, of just reaching out, of just rubbing their arm. Holding their hand. Holding their hand. Yeah. Whatever feels okay for them. Yeah, don't pat them on the head. No. 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 Don't pinch their cheek. No. No. <laughs> Those are not good moves. Those are not good moves. <laughs> so... Um, so practical things we want you to do in terms of asking someone what would work for them. You yeah. Know, how, what's the best thing that I can do right now to support you? Yeah. You know, is it calling the doctor or are you okay with doing that? Um, you know, encouraging them to talk to perhaps their partner if they've got one. If that doesn't feel safe, then, you know, again, it's about exploring that relationship as to why they feel so isolated in their own relationship that they can't share what's going on with their Mm -hmm. partner. Now's the time to get some help. So let's get you some help. Let's find the resources within your community to get you the right kind of support to help you through this stage. Yeah. And, and I will be with you. Yeah. You are not alone. Yeah. I'm going to be here to support you because I care about you. Yeah. And check in. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you don't feel good about yourself right now, I feel good about you because you're important to me. And we all need to hear that regardless of how we feel. Yeah. And then negotiate. So negotiate. When's the next time that, you know, you should get together or when should I check in on you? Shall I check on you tonight? See how you are in the morning? You know, and so negotiate. And again, yeah. it's not about rescuing the person, but it's about helping them to see that there are options and that there are people that care about them. Yeah. And to encourage them to take steps to help them on their journey. Yeah. And I, I think what's really important is getting their permission. Yes. You know, because you, you want them to not feel pressured. Yep. You already feel pressured enough. You don't want someone saying, right, okay, we're going to go to the doctors and I'm going to check in with you. Yeah. And it's, would you like me to check in with you? Yeah. Yep. Would you like me to help you? Yeah. Empowering them. Absolutely. So they are still feeling like they're making the decision yeah. about what assistance they're getting and what treatment they're getting. Yeah. Great. That's... Fabulous. I think we've um, covered a lot in this one. I think so. (laughs) Are we cooking with gas? (laughs) All right. So let's leave you with some silence. Just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Tricked you. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.